Hi, this is Brian Panish. Remember, sharing is caring. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Get into the game. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome. Today we're joined by Sean Flaherty of the Ketchis Law Firm in Boston, Massachusetts. Sean is the managing partner of this law firm. He, t- he attended the Quinnipiac University uh, in Connecticut and the New England School of Law. He was named a Phi Beta Kappa Magna or summa cum laude graduated from Quinnipiac. I didn't know you were that smart, Sean. Welcome, I'm not. welcome to I'm the not, show, Brian. Brian, I'm not. <laughs> well, what happened there? Quinnipiac, something. Yeah. Yeah, you get lucky every now and then in life. The right study partners. Before you became a lawyer, were you involved in another uh, business? I was, Brian. So I, um, I took a different path, you know, through the through the legal, you know, to getting to where I am now. I was, um, I was a local seven union IM worker here in Boston, which is one of the oldest unions um, in New England, and I was. I was uh, working in the trades. My father and my grandfather had been uh, in the union before, and um, so I had uh, I had been doing that uh, for a, a period of time. And um, unfortunately, was injured um, at a at a job, and um, eventually wound my way, um, you know, through uh, through undergraduate and then through law school. Really, be kind of because of that. And get you get compensated for the injury. Well, yeah. So, at, funny enough, my the the current firm that I'm that that I'm with, my that I'm the manager partner of, they represented me uh, for my injury. Um, you know, geez, a number of years ago, 20, 20 years, twenty one years ago now. Now you're running the firm. Yeah, I started off um, making ten dollars an hour here um, as a law clerk, um, and uh, and now I run the law firm. All right, let's talk about the law. What, what, how many lawyers, where do you practice? What are your practice areas? Sure. So we, um, we're the largest personal injury firm in New England. Um, and we, um, we practice primarily um, in Massachusetts, but we have lawyers that practice in all of the New England states, which is you know Vermont, Connecticut, New Hampshire, um, Maine, uh, and Rhode Island. Um, we have, have 42 lawyers. That, that work for us here and that work with us here. Um, and we have a, a pretty good sized staff. We have a total staff of probably about 140 or thereabouts. Almost um, 200 employees in the law firm. Yeah, I think thereabouts. Yeah, honestly, I, uh, I lose track. I think if I think about it too much, I probably lose more sleep. <laughs> so what, what are the practice areas that the firm focuses in? So we, we practice um, primarily if it, only contingent. Um, and we, we do everything from workers' comp to medical malpractice to, you know, personal injury, um, employment litigation. Um, you know, basically, if, if we can help the, the uh, you know, the victim or the, the injured party, then we're going to, whether it's they're being, you know, taken advantage of um, in an employment setting or at, uh, in their workers' comp case or whatever, whatever else the situation is. With a firm with that many lawyers, it must be uh, a lot of issues in managing the lawyers and making sure oh. things are getting done. How, how do you deal with those? How do you tackle those issues? Those are those are some of the bigger issues that you deal with. That you know, we, we have. I'm lucky enough to practice with a lot of wonderful, wonderful lawyers and very intelligent, smart, driven lawyers. But um, certainly, managing the personalities and and managing. Um, 
their caseloads. It's, it's very difficult. It's not, a, it's not an easy thing, and it's, it takes up a good chunk of my time. I, um, plus, I, I still personally practice as well. So I still have, you know, 350 open files myself, um, which doesn't leave much time for sleep. No, but uh, no. you love it, right? I do. I do. I absolutely love it. I, uh, every day is, is a wonderful uh, new, new shot for me to try to make a difference in my clients' lives, and that's kind of – I love doing it. So how – it must have been helpful for you having worked in the construction industry when you became a lawyer then in, in uh, representation and getting lawyers and clients that, that knew you. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it gave me a, a big leg up. I think that sometimes in life, the things that come on at the time are, are, are difficult and tough are the things that you learn from the most and that make you who you are. You know, and I know from speaking with you, you know, a lot of it comes back to football for you. And you know, I played football and I, I, I wrestled straight through school. And um, it's those, you know, I lost in the state finals and I always, I, I, uh, I spoke recently at my high school and, and someone asked me, you know, um, when did you stop thinking about losing in the state finals? I said, I still haven't. Every day. I, <laughs> it's I still had that same experience, days. I know, losing that last game. But what is it that you yeah. drew from athletics and competition that translates into your practice and helps you? Yeah, I think that in general, be, being an athlete and, and, be, and, and liking competition is something that is it, it draws a strong parallel with our trial lawyers here. Um, you know, we try more cases than, than any firm in the state of Massachusetts. We just tried a case um, last – we lost a case last week. Two weeks before that or a week before that, we, we hit a case for $1.8 million, um, then went to a jury. So we're we're constantly pushing the issue, and I find that the, the lawyers here that do um, you know, that 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 succeed the most have a, a drive that relates and correlates very well with being an athlete and being an an ex athlete, you know. Um, and I think that uh, I think it's a it's a strong uh, uh, you know point of reference for somebody. What what about the discipline and the, that you have? What, how, how does that translate? Absolutely. Discipline, following, following through with things, um, you know, uh, not, you know, not being, um, uh, being a team player and, and really, you know, being able to work well, because, you know, with these trials, you know, you're, you're working with three, four, you're working with four or five, sometimes other attorneys, you're working with experts uh, and being able to coordinate and work with the team is, is super important. And it's, um, it takes drive, it takes determination, and it's it's an important important thing. So, um, it's it's absolutely something that that is crucial for us. In the state of Massachusetts, most yep. cases are. Yeah. Are there caps on damages in any cases? There aren't caps on damages, um, but there uh, we, we're we're new to um, some of the aspects that you've been practicing with. So we have um, voir dire. Yeah, Vordire, um, and it's um, it's new. Um, so how to the long, talk that, about that? So uh, ten years ago, there were no attorney Vordire of juries. Correct, correct. And now uh, there is, and fortunately, we've really seen an uptick in finding the jury that we that we want at this point in time. So it's still being processed through the system. Certain judges deal with it differently. They allow. Some, some judges are, are you know, uh, the old school thought where they, they're giving limited um, voir dire. You know, 
panel. Some other judges are giving individuals. So it's it's in it's a, it's a really a court by court basis, and it allows you to um, to learn ahead of time. The judge will give you an idea as to what they're going to allow, and then we try to um, you know kind of. Is there a statute that allows it, or that kind of through case law? No, it it was just recently enacted um, uh, by the legislature here. So um, just two years ago now, Brian, and don't quote me on that exactly, uh, but a uh, year, year and a half, two years ago, thereabouts. Is that something that the the trial lawyers went yes. to the legislature, lobbied, was able to get enough support to pass that through? Do you know That's anything exactly. about how that, how that process works? Absolutely. So um, our our trial organization here, MATA, M-A-T-A, um, is the backbone of uh, of the, the trial lawyers here in Massachusetts. And it was through uh, the hard work of MATA, the Board of Governors, which I sit on, um, and the uh, the attorneys that kind of really pushed this. And uh, and we were able to, to get this through. And um, it's, now like I said, it's evolving. Yeah, it's evolving. It absolutely is. Now, I know it's something that, that uh, a lot of states have limited or have none or have had it forever, but yeah, it's evolving for us. What, was it hard to educate the legislators, legislators of why this is important in a trial to have the lawyers speak with the jurors, find out what biases or things they may have in an attempt to find a impartial jury? It, it was, and... As important as it was to have the legislature buy-in, it was also important to have the the judicial body buy into it, and um, and that had, is was going on then, and is still continues to go on because um, there are you know the, the legislature passed it, but allowing it to 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 proceed in the courtroom the way that we wanted to is is a is another thing, and and trying to um, trying to get the judges to show it's not going to lengthen trial and it's going to allow for a more fair jury and that by allowing it you're going to have um you know access to justice that's otherwise being um obstructed so the judges are starting to get for the most part have bought into it and um and certainly the trial lawyers have and um, overall it's allowing us to have better juries which is great and it's going to help the clients on both sides yeah. we're going to get a fair trial absolutely so the, the role that the trial lawyer plays, there's more to it than just being in court. You mentioned let, let, lobbying and, and work together. What type of things does MATA or other trial lawyers yeah. do to help their clients outside of the courtroom? Sure. So, I mean, I, I always say to, to my, the lawyers that, that are here is that, you know, the office and, and being in the courtroom is only half of the job and that you really all need to be doing other things that are going to, uh, that are going to, you know, help you help the practice and help the, the um, uh, you know, the, the overall law firm here. And so we try to get involved in all levels. We're involved with, you know, um, nonprofit organizations and groups that that take care of injured injured victims we uh we're involved in um with the legislature with lobbying we're involved with fundraising we're involved with really every aspect of of law whether it's to generate new business new client referrals um or to help with the um you know get the um 
the, the trial bar out in front of, on issues that are coming and so forth. And there's, as, as you know, Brian, from doing this for as long as you have, there's always something new coming up and there's always somebody pushing their agenda. And it's important for all members of the trial bar to unite, have a place to, to be able to, um, to, to work together because really our interests are, um, are, are all online and we all are looking for, you know, rights to justice, access to justice and, uh, and, you know, speedy and fair trials and so forth. And, um, there's really nothing, there, there should be no, uh, dull time or down or downtime because of all the work you have to do. Well, you, you mentioned that, you know, at least more than half of your work is done outside the office of the courtroom. Absolutely. I know, I know to have 42 lawyers, you have to have a lot of cases. Yes. What is it that you find helps you, whether it be marketing, brain making, signing new clients, what are the things that lawyers need to do to improve in that area? So, Brian, I think that the first thing people need to do is you need to scream from the mountaintop that you are a trial lawyer and this is what you do. So every person I know knows what I do for work. Um, and so the best thing anybody can do is, is to let everybody that you know in your life know that that's what you do. And that if you're hurt, either on the job or elsewhere, you need to come find me if you live in Massachusetts because we're going to take care of you and we're going to do the best thing for you. And so that's the first thing is that I see all too often with, uh, with, with, with lawyers that, you know, I don't think their neighbors know what they do for work. You know, and, and I think it's important for, for everybody to kind of really publicize themselves and it doesn't cost anything. Um, and from that, obviously, if you want to take it to, um, you know, there's different levels. There's guys like John Morgan, who I know, you know, and, um, and, and others who are consistently using, you know, every mode of, of marketing possible to generate cases. We here, um, we do a lot of direct referral things. So a, a lot of our clients are referring us our next case. Um, we, we work well with the labor unions here and a lot of the unions kind of refer cases into us and we're constantly marketing as well. I mean, we have, uh, we have, you know, billboards where, um, where Zamboni, tell us about the Zamboni. Yeah, we, our newest thing is the, uh, the Zamboni. So, uh, that's a fun, that's a fun little item, but it's, it's, uh, you know, we're in the press. They, uh, they just put Tom Brady's goat on it and uh, uh, after the Patriots won their sixth Super Bowl just recently. And, um, yeah, so we're – the Boston Bruins were, were an official sponsor of the Boston Bruins or what have you. And, um, and yeah, we have, we're uh, – it's the Catcher's Law Group Zamboni. So if you, if you go to, uh, to the Boston Gardens to see the Bruins play, you're going you're gonna to see our Zamboni out there. You, you mentioned something that's really important to me, and that is client-based referrals. And I noted on your uh, resume, one of the many awards that you've won was 10 Best American Institute of Legal Counsel for Client Satisfaction. Yeah. Why, why is that important? And what kind of work do you do to make sure you have satisfied clients? Well, I, I think that if other than telling everybody you know that you're a trial lawyer and that you're there to help, um, the, the next best thing is to have your clients saying that for you, right? And so I, I try to, to make every client that I still serve and that I, that I work for so happy that uh, with, with the service that if, if, 
and God forbid anything ever happened to them or their family, that they would remember me and, and, and Catcher's Law Group. And, um, and that's, that's kind of what I would hope. But that's something that's been, you know, that was here even before I was the managing partner. I mean, that's something that my partners ahead of me have always done. You know, guys like Brian Clority and George Catches and some of the others that were before me, they have always stressed that your, your next, you know, your next case is likely going to come from um, the, the people that you're serving now. So I think it's super important, and it's what I stress to all the young lawyers here. You know, one thing that I, I like to tell the young lawyers is every person you touch could be a potential client or a referral source, including the defense lawyers that you may have cases against and how you treat them. They may they get people to call them. They may refer cases to you if you treat them right and you handle the case right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, some of my best referrals have been from you know, judges, um, you know, defense attorneys, people that you wouldn't think would ever be able to send you a case. And, um, and, and they absolutely do. And uh, yeah, absolutely. I think that, that it, every person you know, Brian, knows who you are and what you do. And that's key. That really is key. All right. Let's, let's talk about somebody that's going to law school. They're just getting out of law school. They want to represent plaintiffs. They want to get in the plaintiff personal injury business. Sure. What, what advice do you have for them? The first thing I think that's, that's crucial and uh, is here, we put it here, but some of our best lawyers have started working with us while they're in law school. So, um, you know, I started here, like I said, when I was in law school, um, uh, I can I can go down the list, but I probably I, we have forty two lawyers. I would say a quarter of them, maybe more, worked here when they were in law school. Um, and the reason that's so important is there's a lot that's learned from being around something for a long period of time and hearing it and knowing it innately in you and learning the language and learning how to speak to clients and learning how to deal with people. And that to me is stuff that although you're getting paid, not as much as you'd want to be at that point in time, the, the fact that you're around it and learning it is, uh, is invaluable for, for practice later. So that was the, the second thing I would say is you cannot be afraid to, to lose. You've got to be able to take a loss get back up and, and, and do it again the next day. Um, if you're getting into the trial business or the, you know, being a trial lawyer and losing one case is going to be the end of you, then um, you pick the wrong profession. You, you've got to have thick skin and you've got to be able to, to take a loss. Um, and then the last thing is, I mean, I think you just, you know, you have to just work hard. You have to, you have to stay late when it requires it and you have to do what it takes to, uh, to get the job done. You know, I noticed uh, a lot of personal injury lawyers are of Irish descent, especially <laughs> in Boston. But how is it? What, what is the, What is it about the Irish that want them to get into the point of personal injury? Business? You know, Brian, I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The Irish, you know, I'm happy that we're known for, uh, for helping people in personal injury um, probably more than some of the other things we're known for. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know, but I do know that you know here in Boston, there's a there's a uh, there's a, a fair number of, of 
but very good Irish um, trial lawyers from, you know. Uh, well, Leo Boyle, who I know is Leo, a fabulous lawyer. Leo Boyle is, is at the top of that list. He is a wonderful gentleman and a great trial lawyer. Um, and I know he's a friend of yours and, and a friend of mine as well. And, you know, right down the list, um, to, to the, some of the lawyers that, that I have here in the office, I have a, I've Gordy's and Sullivan's and, and uh, McDonough's, you know, straight through, straight through the office. So what, what, what does the firm have for plan for the St. Patrick's Day celebration? <laughs> well, St. Patrick's Day always runs right up against my wife's birthday. So um, I, I typically have to balance taking her out and, uh, and dealing with, uh, with my family stuff. But we, um, we, you know, as a firm, I guess as far as culture goes, we, you know, we go out a lot as a firm. We have, um, we have, you know, annual things that we absolutely, no matter what we do, um, we have an October dinner that, um, uh, that we have every year with a, with a guest speaker. We, we get together socially. And I think that that's, that's important as well, because as a trial lawyer, we like to talk to other trial lawyers about what we're doing, what's going on, what, what the witnesses just said in a case, you know, what, what the jury's questions were. And, and it, it's, uh, it's fun to, to speak to, to other people with similar interests about it. So we try right. to do what uh, to get out. And I think one thing that the Irish have is that Blarney, the ability to tell a story, I think is important for personal injury lawyers. It is, it is, it is. Maybe that's think? why you're so good. All right. We're running out of time. What are the three right. things that you would tell a young lawyer that wants to be a trial lawyer that he needs to, he or she needs to do. I would say, um, you know, number one, work hard at, at wherever, wherever you are. If you're work, if you're in school and you're working hard, if you, you know, uh, that's great. But I would, I would work harder. I would do well in school and I would have a job while you're in school. I think that that shows tremendous ability to balance. When you can do that Two, I would say, um, you know, constantly, constantly be networking and be be social. You know, be be a person that likes to 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 get out and talk to other people. Um, and then, I think, just in three three in general, and this is probably what I did from day one. I just I treated, you know, every client and that I ever represented, and still to this day, like, you know, it's my only client. And I try my, my darndest to get the best results for, for every one of them. Um, it's why now even, you know, managing the firm, I still have a, a, a full caseload because I just like to help people. And so I think if you can do those three things, you're going to, you're going to do very well, um, you know, doing this. Well, Sean, thank you. That's some great advice. It was a pleasure to have you. Looking forward to having you back again. Thank you. And, uh, happy St. Patrick's Day. All right. You too, my friend. Thank you. Hi, this is Brian Panish. Remember, sharing is caring. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. Get into the game.